Okay, Arisha, if we ever end our friendship, I'm assuming you won't, like, talk to the media about me, right? The media? No. (laughs) I mean, I'm definitely going to text our group chat about it, but going to the media? No way. Okay, well, I just want to make sure we don't end up like actors William Shatner and George (laughs) Takei. Yeah, the TV legends and honestly, totally grumpy old men who've been feuding (laughs) for literally decades since they starred together in the original Star Trek series. Yeah, I mean, William Shatner is 90 and they're still fighting. Yeah, he's also 90 and just went into space, (laughs) which is so wild to me. It really is. And that put the Shatner to K blood feud back in the news. Yeah, you could even say they're taking their drama to new heights. Oh, my. <laughs> From Wondery, I'm Brooke Sifrin-Takei. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm Marisha Skidmore-Williams. Today is Friday, October 15th. And you're listening to Rich and Daily. Hey everyone, it's David Duchovny. Do you ever feel like you're just failing? Trust me, I get it. Hell, I've spent my whole life feeling like I'm failing. It's appropriate though, because failure in all its forms is the whole point of my new podcast, Fail Better. I'm joining forces with Lemonada Media to explore the world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. As someone who has experienced my own set of personal and professional defeats, I've always been intrigued by how those failures influenced my journey, sometimes for the better. And I know I'm not alone in those wonderings. So each week I'll chat with artists, athletes, actors, thinkers, and experts about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalyst for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, I hope we can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out on May 7th, wherever you get your podcasts. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. Beam him up, Scotty. Actor William Shatner went where few normal people have gone before. Space. The 90-year-old star of the groundbreaking 1960s TV series Star Trek hitched a ride on yesterday's Blue Origin launch. And while a lot of people are amazed the 90-year-old actor made it into the cosmos, his old castmate George Takei seems, let's say, less impressed. Yeah, so both Georgie Boy and <laughs> Billy Bob are true TV legends. Bill, of course, starred as the brave and, let's face it, pretty dramatic <laughs> Captain Kirk. It's definitely the role we all know him by, unless 
you watch Miss Congeniality, mm. where he played Stan, truly mm-hmm. one of my favorite characters. And George played the character Hikaru Sulu, the pilot of the fictional USS Enterprise, which was this futuristic starship flying to faraway galaxies on a voyage of discovery. <laughs> Definitely state-of-the-art science fiction at the time. Yeah, truly. And now in the budding era of civilian space tourism, Bill has ventured to the final frontier himself. Another day, <laughs> another rich dude go into space. Yeah, it seems to be a pattern. So Bill is among the first few civilians who've gone up past the Carmen Line, which is the internationally recognized boundary of space. He also is now the oldest person to make Mm. it to space. As we've said, he's 90. That's nine decades. (laughs) Um, So he went up with three other passengers on an 11-minute flight with Blue Origin's New Shepard capsule. Now, if you don't know, Blue Origin is Jeff Bezos's aerospace company. Because every billionaire needs to have his own space travel company right now. It's definitely the new thing. Yeah. If you don't have one, you're not invited to the dinner parties anymore. (laughs) It's sad. (laughs) Which are in space. Exactly. So when Bill returned to Earth, he raved about how profound the experience was. I mean, I will say, like, that's got to be amazing. Like, you're 90. You're like, this is something I haven't done. I guess I'm going to do it. Yeah. You've done pretty much everything by the time you hit 90, I hope. Yeah. So pretty cool to do something new. What I love is that a few news outlets noted how lengthy his post-space speech was. (laughs) The Associated Press referred to it as a soliloquy almost as long as the flight, which I thought was hilarious and accurate. That is Um, And Page Six said he delivered a lengthy, meandering monologue after he landed. Here's the thing. He's 90 years old. Like, Oh, he is? Is he 90? Can you believe it? (laughs) He's allowed to just kind of... I don't know, drone on. I feel like you put in your time. Like, I've been on this planet for 90 years. I'm going to say whatever I want. I mean, I haven't been on nearly a third of that, and I still say whatever I want. Also, if I ever end up in space and I come back, you better bet I'm going to be really excited and be like, oh my God, and then I saw this, and then there was this, and oh my God, you guys are not going to believe this. Like, of course. (laughs) Well, among the many things Bill said, I hope I never recover from this. I hope that I can maintain what I feel now. I don't want to lose it, which is, I feel like, similar to the euphoria I feel when I get a Reese's. So... I can relate. Yeah. Or he could try microdosing. That's really popular also. (laughs) Microdosing space. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So Bill obviously loved the experience. I mean, like we said, he went on and on and on and Mm -hmm. on and on about it. But his former Star Trek co-star George was not on the Shatner and Space bandwagon so much. Now, Mm -mm. these two men seem to just absolutely despise each other. And it's honestly really funny to me. Like, I want a sitcom with these two just hating each other. Yeah. So George was at the Broadway opening of the play Thoughts of a Colored Man on Wednesday night. And of course, page six just had to ask him about Bill's trip to space. (laughs) And George never really holds back on his true thoughts on Bill or anything for that matter. No, he does not. his thoughts on Billy Schatz are never nice. Like, let's just be honest. No, no. And this is no exception. He said... He's boldly going where other people have gone before, (laughs) which is, of course, mocking Star Trek's legendary motto. He then called Billy a guinea pig, emphasizing that he's 90 years old, which, come on, George, that's what we've been doing this whole episode. George said, it's important to find out what happens. So 90 years old is going to show a great deal more on the wear and tear in the human body. So he'll be a good specimen to study, although he's not the fittest specimen of 90 years old. So he'll be a specimen that's unfit, which... Yikes. PSA, we got to stop commenting on people's bodies. My God, like he's 90 years old. 
if I'm as big as a house, I don't care. I'm 90. <laughs> like, back off. Also, George Takei is not much younger. Let's be really honest here. Like, the age thing is just hilarious to me that yeah. he's even bringing it up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that it's like I'd expect kids to talk about when they're like feuding with a fellow football member. That's not what they're called. Fellow <laughs> no, that's football it. teammate in like <laughs> high school. But it's like you guys are... <laughs> 80 years out of high school, 70 right. years out of high school. Come on. Listen, this feud between them is not new at all. Like Mm-mm. ever since they filmed together on Star Trek, Bill and George have been at odds. And yeah. George wrote about his dislike for Bill in his 1994 autobiography, To the Stars. And in the book, he accuses Bill of ignoring him on the Star Trek set and changing the script for the fifth Star Trek film so that George's character wouldn't take command of a spaceship which, does it get any worse? Where's the writer in this? I'd be like, yo, why is this actor rewriting my script? Yeah, that's actually a really great point. Um, George has also called out Bill multiple times over the years for refusing to pronounce his last name correctly. It is pronounced Takei, but Bill has always said Takai. That's messed up, right, Brock? <laughs> sure is, Arisha. So the feud came up again. So the feud came up again when he did an interview for the New York Times Magazine in 2015. Yeah, so he said their feud is all coming from Bill, saying whenever he needs a little publicity for a project, he pumps up the so-called controversy between us. And then just earlier this year, George went on fellow sci-fi actor David Tennant's podcast and talked about the feud, where he called out Bill for being jealous of their fellow co-star, Leonard Nimoy, who quickly rose as a fan fave on the show in his now legendary role of Spock. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Leonard was getting more fan mail than Bill, and that annoyed him because Bill was supposed to be the star. Yeah, but Bill has shot back at George's claims multiple times and denied he was jealous of Leonard. So Bill has also written a few memoirs. Apparently, one is not enough. I mean, Mm-mm. he's he went to space. He's got to write yeah. another one. And in his 2011 book, Shatner Rules, he wrote that their ongoing feud was all George's fault, of course. He mm. said, I'm rubber, you're glue. No, I'm just kidding. Into That'll it. tell him. <laughs> But he basically claimed that George didn't like playing second fiddle to the other stars. He also essentially called George crazy, saying, there's a psychosis there. There must be something else inside George that is festering and it makes him unhappy that he takes it out on me. It's sad. I feel nothing but pity for him. I just love that he said festering. Like, Ugh. really painting a picture. That It's an unpleasant image. <laughs> it um, is. <laughs> and just this year after George went on David Tennant's podcast... Bill then tweeted about the claims he was jealous of Leonard, writing, George needs a new hobby. Now he's making things up. We never saw fan letters. He also said, we barely saw George. He was in once a week at most. How would he know anything? The only person with jealousy is George. God, this is like a scene straight out of Mean Girls. There's a lot of jealousy going on here. And even though Bill says he wasn't jealous of Leonard's success, there is some history of him bumping heads with the other cast members of Star Trek. Yeah, these this makes me think Star Trek was an absolute chaotic mess yeah. of everyone just like trying to dig at everyone. I thought they were just smiling and making weird signals with their hands all day. Mm-hmm. In red shirts. <laughs> or that means you're dying. I don't know. Whoa. George, so George told Yahoo Entertainment last year that Bill had that same kind of relationship with everybody. And seriously, there's a story that Bill would hide Leonard's bike, <laughs> the one he'd use to get himself around the set as fast as possible, which how big is this set? Wow. Hiding a man's bike is like, (laughs) not even high school. We're going back to like middle school here. Yes. 
And apparently Bill didn't attend Leonard's funeral back in 2015, Mm. which a lot of people believe was because they weren't on good terms. Yeah. Well, what's also interesting and actually kind of funny is that George isn't the only famous person to diss Bill's travel to space. The gall of Prince William taking a jab at Bill (laughs) yesterday, too. Like, come on. Yeah, I got to say, it's a rare day where I'm like, oh, I'm siding with what William is saying. Um, <laughs> so obviously, we talked about this. Billionaires are loving the space race thing mm-hmm. right now. It's because all plebes can't participate. <laughs> Their favorite new hobby. Um, but space tourism is getting a lot of criticism, especially from environmental activists and concerned public figures. And it's been pointed out that the time, resources, and money that gets spent on space travel obviously could be way better invested in helping us here on Earth. Yeah. You know, where we all live and exist. <laughs> if global warming, infectious diseases, education, human rights, I could go on and on. Yeah, but um, stars. You get to see stars up there. <laughs> for 11 minutes. Like, they don't even get out of the ship. Um, but in an interview with the BBC yesterday, Prince William said, we need some of the world's greatest brains and minds fixed on trying to repair this planet, not trying to find the next place to go and live. And yeah. I would one-up that and say, not find the next place to go and destroy, but Ugh. that's just me on a soapbox. Preach. <laughs> And then these guys all replied, but the stars. I'm just kidding. (laughs) So there's definitely different ways to look at this, but it's kind of hilarious that major global issues and the topic of space tourism end up reuniting a public feud between old TV actors who were in a space show. It's very unbranded. Yeah, yeah, it really is. I mean, if this is going to do it, (laughs) yeah. So do you think this is how it's going to be? Like, are they just going to live their remaining years with this giant rift still between them? Yeah, 100%. I think so, too. I'm yeah. like, who cares at this point? The older you get, the less you care. Yeah. They yeah. don't care. Yeah. And I mean, they might have another memoir in them. And if <laughs> they resolve it, then what are they going to write about? Well, yeah. Billy's got to write something about space now. <laughs> but I will say whatever happens between us, Arisha, I just want to say that I promise I'll show up to your funeral. That is so kind. And I would do the same for you. Thanks, but I know that you're going to die first. Okay. (laughs) In space. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) From Wondery, I'm Brooke Ziffrin. And I'm Arisha Skidmore-Williams. This is Rich and Daily. If you like our show, please give us a five-star rating and a review and be sure to tell your friends. Please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you're listening right now. Our amazing theme song is by Gems. Michaela Myers is our senior producer, and Joshua J. Ha Chang is our associate producer. Steve Maser is our story editor, and Sam Ada is our sound engineer. Executive producers are Tina Rubio and Marshall Louie for Wondery. Have a great weekend, Richies. See you Monday. If you like Rich and Daily, you can listen to every episode ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.